reported by and do not reflect those of the Evening Rush Network. Viewer's discretion is advised. How are you doing tonight? This is the Chris and Nina Real Estate Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Nina. Welcome, welcome. Yes, welcome. This is our first show. Um, welcome. We like to say hello to everyone. And um, Nina, how was your weekend? My week was great. I'm thankful. I've been super busy with all these graduations going on, you know. It's been quite a week. Thankful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can't complain, can't complain, but it's definitely a full schedule. Yeah, I've been on track duty. My um my daughter just ran in the fastest girl race this past weekend. And um it was a phenomenal experience. She met Shakari um Richardson, I believe that's her name. Ooh. Yeah, um, so she was super excited. I'm super excited. And guess what? We're here on our first podcast yes, together. We are. Yes, um, we are going to talk about making money. We're going to talk about home ownership. We're going to talk about renting. We're going to talk about buying. We're going to talk about selling. We're going to talk every every step of the real estate process for um, folks that are interested in making a move within real estate. Yes, that's right. And we are super excited. It's our first show tonight. Um, we're looking forward to many more. And if you guys are really into specific subjects, feel free to either comment. If you see on the right side of the page, you have uh, live comments, so feel free to do so or even call in, you know? Yeah, Nina, I don't know about you, but I was so excited to all week. I was like the kid, like I had my clothing on the bed, just waiting for this day to <laughs> podcast. And um, you really want to talk about the clothing? <laughs> Listen, everyone, we did not yes. plan to wear the same color. <laughs> I don't know. No, so yeah, it was okay. just we showed up and we both have on blue today. Yes, you know, royal blue. Ro- exactly. But hopefully, when we're done, everyone will be seeing green. Yeah, so green it is. Money. Yes, yes, it is. Um, money. There's so many different ways to have money and make money and um, share money and and do different deals within real estate with family, with friends, for yourself, for your children, create legacy. Yeah, I'm excited. I love I love real estate. What about you, Nina? So I live real estate. I my surrounding, my friends, my families, everyone is just real estate day to day. It is because you know you start your day off planning and then you want that outcome to be the best in every way or form. So you want to put yourself that um, goal and you find yourself in what you do most, which is what you love. And this is what I do love very much. I've been in it for quite some time. So real estate and real estate overall is a very big name to you know, to, to, to discuss because it has so many different concepts under it. And then when it comes to, oh, I do real estate, you fall under so many different categories that you really want to explain yourself and to show or help 
or just simply to show your knowledge um, to the type of real estate that you really do like or happen to be doing now. Maybe you'll do something different in the future. So real estate is a big word. So yes, it is. And I think what brings us together and uh, why we are here podcasting is we love to help folks. Yeah. Um, that's what introduced me into real estate. I, I don't necessarily come from a family of ownership, but now I'm creating my family to have ownership, to pass down the legacy and build on that. Yeah. And what about you, Nina? Yeah, I come from a, a real estate family. Um, they started pretty late in the game. You know, when uh, we came to this country, we uh, started off with something else. And then over the years, they started uh, doing real estate. But yeah, most of my life, I did grow uh, in a real estate family. And those who are overseas, my family members are also uh, in real estate. One day, um, we'll share and um, show what they do out there. Very similar, but overall, obviously, different countries. But, what yeah. I love about real estate is I get to relive my first closing every time I work with someone new and they close a deal. It's just refreshing to watch new couples, new families um, achieve their goals of finding the house and moving into their house of their dream. And then when the same couple go on to buy their second or third house and they call you, it's also exciting. And you get to redo that over and over and over because people are always going to buy homes. And then on the opposite end, you have people who are retiring and they no longer need that house because they're kids. I can't tell you how many times I, I go into houses where the rooms are just like a storage, a storage facility because the kids moved on or moved away and so they're ready to, to move in with their kids and sell the home that they raised their kids. Right. So it's an awesome process to be, to see the different dynamics of when people buy a home and when homeowners sell their home. And then also sometimes people buy their first home, their family grows exponentially. And then next thing you know, they're buying a bigger home. So it's an awesome process. Um, Nina, do you remember your first experience in real estate? First experience in real estate, uh, I started off doing rentals. I don't do so much of rentals nowadays, but I started off uh, doing rentals out there in the city of Manhattan, our beautiful uh, New York City. We, mm. I was 18 when I started. And so that was that like was five years ago? First... <laughs> 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 Thank you, but no. Um, yeah, so that's what I was doing. I was doing rentals when I was 18, running around, um, talking to management companies, showing apartments. When you're young and single, you have more time in your hands. So yeah, I've been slipping between buildings and showing around. And then over time, I, um, I'm not going to say upgraded because I'm not belittling any type of real estate work. It's just that it depends on your schedule, on your um, environment and knowledge, experience, and really your day-to-day -day schedule where you know what your best interest is. So being 18, um, young and mm -hmm. happy, 
No, I'm happy today doing that. But I'm saying being 18, you're much more free. You can work mm. so many more hours. The rentals is much less So when I started, it was probably about 15 or 20 years ago. And I was, um, I don't know, people that are not from New York. I started in East New York, nice. which was really a different world. <laughs> and um, wow. I was mainly helping with uh, something called short sales. But I was also mainly helping people to save their homes, to keep their, the banks from taking their homes and creating solutions to help those homeowners stay. But my first home for me, um, I bought with my wife and we, um, we bought the home together, but I was the real estate agent <laughs> and she was the buyer, but we're both agents. And we didn't have um, childcare. So the house that we fell in love with, we had to bring our son. Everybody swears that my son looks like his mother. But on this day, the homeowner found it suspect that I was with my wife, but I didn't say she was my wife, nor because I was not, now let's be clear, this was not my listing. I was not his agent. I was my wife's agent. I did not have to disclose our relationship. This homeowner was acting as an agent, but he wasn't technically the agent. So it was kind of funny, but the house was beautiful. We loved it. So we gave a full offer above asking and he accepted it. I don't know what happened between when we went into the house <laughs> And Wednesday, he calls me back, declines my offer, says that we're running a scheme because I know that's your wife, because you look like your son, and I looked you up, and I seen your wedding photos oh and everything. I said, wow. Okay. I said, you know what, sir? And this In this market, it wasn't a seller's market. It wasn't, you know, it was actually that time, it was difficult to get into contract and get a full offer. So he turned down a full offer above asking actually. And then a week later calls me and says, Hey, you know what? I changed my mind. Uh, can you, you know, do you want to still give the offer? And I said, no, we found another house, but good luck to you. And that was, uh, that one, uh, that was how many years ago? Man, that was about 12. Yeah. Carry the one. No, 12 years ago. <laughs> okay. Cause 12 years ago, I mean, for a homeowner to act as an agent that was the case yep so the homeowner acted as his own agent advertising the house everything on mls yes wait so mls he must have been an agent then. no he oh. he had access through some through an agent who i never met gotcha. because i called the agent but i wind up getting the homeowner so on whose side this game is <laughs> exactly he was accusing me of what he was doing and then did research and wow. and let's be clear Ladies and gentlemen, when you're going in a deal and you're getting money, who cares who's related as long as the banks, and he called my bank to see that we had money. Listen, as an agent, we protect you by doing the due diligence that you don't get any bogus offer. You understand? So this guy, it was foolish what he did. Yeah. Now he eventually, it was a beautiful home. It eventually sold, right? But it was still listed when we moved into our house, mm -hmm. which is actually a bigger home 
It's just the area, we, we just went to a different area. That area was actually more quiet. Where we are is not as quiet, but it's still beautiful. And that's where we are now. And guess what, Nina? What? We're looking to buy again. So, you know, we will be moving again and do the process all over again because our family has grown. Wow. Our kids are growing. So it's time to get a, 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 a nicer home. And so that's what we're going to do. Okay. In my opinion, everyone should own a home. What about, what yeah, yes. That's home ownership is for everyone. Every, I, I believe that our government should give us real estate when you're born. You know, that our families, every family should have their own. I mean, of course, that's, you know, in, in pie in the sky, you, you know. Say opportunities, easier ways. Yes, to be yes, able to own a yes. And, and, and pass it down to the next generation. But unfortunately, that'll never happen. But we can make it happen within the power that we have to buy, to, to shop for deals, to create opportunities for one another so that we can all, all our families own. Because guess what? Right now, if you're paying rent, you're mm -hmm. at the mercy of inflation. You're at the mercy. And even though when you buy a home, you get hit with it in the beginning, but over time, you could refinance, you could lower your interest rates, you can negotiate better terms. Yeah. You cannot do that with rent. You could try to negotiate on the next rent, the next landlord or somewhere else. But if that landlord wants to raise your rent, you really don't have much choice. Yeah, listen, renting is a whole other ballgame than owning a home. Everyone yes. should own a home. Yes. It's not, obviously, it's not that easy, but I, when I compare, and I've been in places around the world, when you compare home ownership in America, and of course, I know New York best, home ownership between America and the other countries, we don't need to name names, we get so much more opportunity of owning a house than other places. And it's not that you can't or don't want, you simply don't know. So you want to use and abuse your contacts, learning, asking, simply calling up and just figuring out what's there for you. You need to be able to know your options. Um, or prepare. Nothing happens overnight. If you know that your financials are needed to make a move, step up your game and go grab a second job. Again, nothing is so easy. I know some people have children, disabilities, anything for sure, but know how to work around. You know what's schedule. the first step to home ownership? Let's hear it. Wanting to own a home? Yes. <laughs> Wanting to own a home, That's then right. you get the education. You figure out your finances, your budget. Then you start meeting with people who own homes. Yeah. You start meeting people who sell homes. You start interviewing people and you go through the process to meet the right person yeah. that's going to take you from rental to ownership. Um, when I bought with my wife, uh, the first house, we, we, we didn't fall in love with this house. The first house was before my son and we put money down and then um, we learned a valuable lesson about, about money, about seasoned money, about when you take it out and put it back in, you have to re-season it. So it created a delay in that closing and we didn't close on that house. And we took a financial loss because also when you buy a home, you're going to spend money on appraisals. You need, you need to know as much information about that home 
before you buy it. Because after you buy the home, you're going to get some pretty expensive lessons. If you don't get an engineer report, if you don't understand the roof, if you don't, if you don't check, we went to the house three or four times. And you, because once you buy it, you, you don't get a 30 day back guarantee. No, sir. Once it's yours, it's yours. If you don't check the title, if you don't have an attorney doing their business on your title and you're stuck with a bad title, guess what? When you try to sell that house, that title is going to be a problem. You don't want that problem. Explain to us what title is. Title Title is the record of the house. So if someone, if if the house is supposed to be three bedrooms and one bathroom and you go to that house and it's four bedrooms and two bathrooms or three bedrooms and two bathrooms, that doesn't match the title. And it's going to raise a red flag when the banks, when when you go for a loan and you want the banks to approve it, that, that raises a red flag. So you have to sell the house as is on the title of record. So title, in other words, is like a credit report on a person, everything that he owes, any open judgments, credit cards, violations, any type of anything against you, a title report is for a home, okay? So between mortgages on your home, judgments, like I said, any anything that you owe, okay, open records, overall um, public records, like water taxes um violations fire department if there was any history to the house um and then sometimes surveys are included most likely not but definitely also certificate of occupancy what legality does the house have one two three or more families um and that's your title report so that is what you get before you close on a property and then your attorney um clears it for you. He ensures that your title is clear to be able to close on a good home, property or investment, whichever one it is. You know, for me, before you get to that, before you get to appraisals, before you get to engineer report, the hardest part actually was settling on coming to an agreement on what house we wanted to live in. What, What about you? When you bought your home for your family, was that easy for you? So... I'm going to take myself quite a few back. I'm not going to speak about the home or I will, but to give an example of a home ownership for newcomers, for newlyweds, for single moms, single dads, any type of home ownership that you plan to to um, start in your life, you need to, like I said, first and foremost, know your budget, run your financials, and know exactly what you could afford. I personally hate monthly payments. The only monthly, not only, but the only monthly payment that I would want is my mortgage. Leave me mm. alone. Don't come to me as creditors. None of that. Because not that I'm, not that I forget or don't want to pay. Simply don't be on my schedule to handle it. I don't need it. Of course, when I use it, I ensure that I pay it. But back to the budget and know your budget. Once you do that and put your finances aside, of course, that's after you ask your questions and go to consult with the banker um, so you know your budget. Then your place, okay, so location. They say location, location, location. Okay, so I only want to be in this place. Mm. Thankfully, nowadays, New York is on 
fire in terms of um, ownership everywhere is just, wow. You don't find, it's like back in the day when they said, okay, you know, I want not north of this point or south of that point. People definitely compromise. So if you know that your budget for specific area. Okay, we got a caller. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening. Here? Hello, hello, guys. I saw you on YouTube. I hope I'm not interrupting. Yeah. I wanted to ask a small question. Okay. Yes. Um, when you're 22 years old and you want to get into real estate development, how do you go about getting into short sales or buying your first short sale? Okay, do you want to answer that? Well, uh, you're the queen of short sale. Go ahead, you answer. <laughs> you were asking about an investment property, am I correct? Yes. And what was your name? Uh, so I'm 22 years old. I decently am around real estate, but I wanted to get into the development side and going about getting my first short sale. Do you have any like, so, tricks into uh, like how I could get my first short so, okay, so hold on. You were saying that you wanted an investment, you wanted a short sale, you're 22, you want to own a home. And you want a development? And a development, yeah. So let's Sounds start. crazy, but yeah. Okay, so first things first, we want it all, but then we don't want to jump the gun. We don't want to be reckless. We want to think, plan a plan, and then take it from there. So, and your name was again, what was that? My name is Robert. Okay, Robert. Nice to meet you and welcome to our show. Um, so, Robert, you're 22 years old. I got to give you, you know, just almost a round of applause. Yes, this is a great question, <laughs> Robert. You are 22 thinking about it. So, good for you. Um, are you buying all cash? Right. So next um, well, debatable. I heard about a hard money loan, so I wanted okay. to see if well, that's, that would be considered loan. all cash. Yes. So going for an all cash deal, you definitely want to ensure that you get a good deal because you're, you have power, money is power. You're coming in as an all cash buyer. You want to look out for a deal. Next is what can you handle? So when you say I want to develop, I want to buy short sale, I want to do all these things, but to what capacity? Oh, I, I got it. So when, when you're saying you want to develop, so that means you're looking for a property that's not in great condition that you want to renovate. Is that what we mean by development? Uh, yeah, like, yeah, like a flip. Okay. So, flip. okay. So when you're the first step for this process would be, do you have a hard money lender? Do you have some place you can go that let's just say you contact us outside of this podcast and we say, hey, we have a property for hypothetically 200000 Would you be able to come up with 200000 from your hard money lender? Do you have that already? Absolutely. Right. So you would go that route first, right? But now when you're buying hard money, it's very expensive. So you, you get the lending first. Yes. You can't, every, everything in real estate, you have to have the money first. You have to know that you can have the money because let's, these offers don't last long. So if we have a, hypothetically, if we have a deal for 200,000, I say, hey, this deal is here. There's going to be 10 people that might go on that deal. And the first one that shows their money that can close right away, will get the deal. But if we show you the deal, then you got to go find the money. By the time you come with the money, the deal is gone. So the first step is having access 
to cash, to being liquid, to to close it so that when you could send your statement showing that you have cash, then you can close the deal on a, on a, on a short sale. But the second part of this is once you tie up that money, it's very expensive. So you want to, you want to fix this property and get it on the market as soon as possible or your overhead is going to, it's going to be very expensive. So your overhead is going to increase over time. And when you close the deal, the amount of money you're going to walk away with, is going to be less depending on how soon your contractors can fix the property so you can market it. Also, what people tend to do with these deals is have the end buyer before the property is finished. That way you're not, you don't have to mark, you don't have to do open houses. You don't have to show. And that, that decreases the time for that you would have with this hard money. Hard money is nothing to play with. You want to, you want to, you want to get in, but you want to get out as soon as possible. So the goal is to have the workers, your, your construction crew work on this property, fix it, have the end buyer as soon as possible before you even, before even hits, you don't even have to, you could market it after the fact, but you want to have your end buyer. As soon, am, am I correct, Nina? Yeah. Is this, you want to have your end buyer as soon as possible. Did I answer all your questions? Yeah, that's, Something to think about. Thank you. I, I want to look into it. Definitely what you said about the financials and the lending, I need to look into. So thank you, Chris. Thank you so much. All right. All right have a good evening. Good evening. Listen, everyone, I just want to say the number one thing in buying anything is to have your money right. You don't window shop in real estate. You window shop for fun. But if you're serious about getting a property, have your money right. Because the person that has their money right is going to get the property. Whether it's a short sale or regular sale, it doesn't matter. Have your money right. Because the first one that gets the deal is the person that's able to show that they're approved, mm-hmm. show that they have the down payment. And that's why that's why my situation when I was buying that home, it was crazy because we had, he called the mortgage he called, and then came back like, oh, but you guys are married. Hey, good evening. Hi, good evening. My name is Vanessa. Hi, Vanessa. Hi. So I just, this is a question. Well, not really kind of an advice. Um, I purchased a property last year and um, in April, and now I'm considering on buying an investment property. But my home has only probably got like $80,000 in equity from last year. What would your advice be to me? I mean, I, I want some passive income. I do want to own another property so I can you know, have some passive income, passive income generating. Um, are you married? Uh, no. Okay. So you will be buying this under your name? Yes. Okay. Um, do you, do you have family with you or what's your situation? No, no, I, I pay all my bills by myself. Okay. Um, Mina, do you want to? Okay, sure. So, uh, <laughs> hi Vanessa. Nice to meet you. Say hi. Okay. So we should know that if the first home and the first home is in your name, am I correct? Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. So since the first home is under your name, right? It's your yes. primary residence. We call it yes. primary, right? Yeah. So now when you want to go for an investment property, normally yes. the second, third, and uh, you know, those properties are um, only giving you loan to value between 70 to 80%. I okay. hardly ever see 85 even. Okay. Um, you need to to really think about those 
the defense that you need to come up with okay eighty thousand dollars um equity yes is that something you've already pulled out of your property or you need no to i haven't pulled it out yet no how long, i'm just thinking how long how long ago did you purchase this property oh last year april 2021 uh, yeah so it's going to be it's going to be expensive to buy a second home because your okay. home like you just this just hits your credit report also as yeah. well so you're going to take a hit and it'll okay. take like a it takes some time for your score to go back up last year, right right yeah yeah right. a year right? yeah a year yeah last year oh, a little over a year yeah a little and over a year so but also there are programs there are uh, is your home a single family home or is it's it a, a single family home detached home so let's say let's say you're buying an investment and it's not a single family let's say you're buying a two or a three family yeah the good thing about those properties is that they generate income that of will course. go towards your income yeah so that would help but it's still going to be expensive because you just bought a home so okay. you're not going to be a first-time home buyer and they're going to want to see more money to fill to, to secure the loan am, am i correct Nina? yeah yeah, yeah. so that's that's the key but if you have cash if you if you can show some money up front um i believe is what 20 percent, or what, what would least, it be yeah at least 20 percent or better the more okay. money you, the more money you show, the yeah. better the bank is gonna feel in lo in giving you another loan. When you say show, hold on, let me tell you, you meant to show, you mean to bring to the table. Bring to the table, yes. yes. In your in your account, in your account. Okay. That, that, okay. Liquid. That, yes. Liquid asset. Yes, because okay. if you if you go to an emergency and you got to go to four hundred one or this or that, they don't like that. That's not okay. that, because you can you could have complications getting that money. I so they want to show, they want to see that you got six months plus and money for emergencies on a second home. Okay. And then, like I said, if you're renting as well, if you're, if you're getting a two family. Sorry, so much noise back there. No, we on fire. We on fire. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but if they see that you have money and you have other, if you, if you, if you're liquid and you can show, you should have no problem getting your second home at any time. Okay. And so I guess I need to, you know, save a little bit more and, and or, think about, yeah. or, Think about partnerships, right? Okay. If you're going on a second, if you have a somebody, a friend or a, a, an acquaintance or someone that you would go into business with, yeah, you could partner in on that deal mm -hmm. and you can split the budget, the cost, and you could create a, a LLC. And there's so many ways that you don't have to do everything. Because also on the flip side, if you do everything yourself, you're going to mm -hmm. take all the hits by yourself. And that's true. So if you have a team, you could think outside the box. Right. You know, or, and, and, and on top of that, it's like, like, let's say hypothetically, you know, Mar Mary, she has 50, just for the sake, $50,000 and she can um, front you to $50,000 and you could, you can negotiate her a better rate than you're going to get from the bank. And that could be the cash that goes with your cash to show that you have liquid money up front to buy the home. Yeah. So that's another good idea. Okay. Yeah. So tell Thank Mary you. to give me a call. Sure. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good evening. Uh, all right. Take care. Thank bye you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to actually go for uh, a little break. Um, we have this uh, cut of time that we're going to just take. Yeah. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. 
necesita. Looking to podcast shows and do not know where to start? The Evening Rush Network can help you with that. Call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at theeveningrushnetwork at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share. And welcome back. We're here, Christina Real Estate Podcast. Yes, good evening. We're back. We're on fire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back, Christina Real Estate Podcast. You know what I love, Nina? Yes. That in real estate, I know the world is black and white, but in real estate, you can be legally creative when pursuing an investment. There's ways in real estate that you could get a house by paying someone's taxes. You could buy something called a tax lien. There's ways in real estate that if you don't have the cash, someone can front you the cash and you work with them as a business partner and create your own split so that everyone's happy creating a win-win and you get the property. And then you, they could become an equity holder or there's so many different ways to to profit and be in the game without having to bankrupt yourself yeah you mean co-borrowers yes with other people right co-borrowers even if they're not on the mortgage per se but you can you can have a contract yeah with the property the property the property seals the contract but you can have an agreement and it's signed by an you have an attorney you can make it everything's above board yeah and that way it secures the um, money that you will pay back for this house mm-hmm. that you guys can co-own. Yeah, so people don't know that also. Um, they say, oh, I only make 60 or 70,000 a year or mm. less, um, we're not gonna be able to afford a home. But then they don't know, they could bring up to, ladies and gents, up to six co-borrowers. You could buy a home, with you plus five okay so it may not be the greatest thing to bring in all these partners but sometimes when people want to live together with their daughters their siblings or in-laws they may be able to put this plan together um and then all live at a two three four even five family home even though um after four it's already a different type of loan you're no longer residential you're commercial yeah so if you're planning to purchase and you feel like you're not um good enough uh to do this on your own you should totally get co-borrowers um specifically if they're going to uh, live on in that other unit but do not take other homeowners with you together as co-borrowers if they're not going to live with you not a good thing i hardly ever seen a successful uh, co-borrowers who don't live together. It always ends up in a dispute because after all, one is there, one isn't. Why you're doing more, I'm doing less. Not a good choice. So if you guys are going to live together, definitely do a, you know, that partnership. You can also use them and then down the line, you make more and you refinance, pick them out of the deed. Of course, you know, everything has to be on paper, always have things on paper. I always tell everyone, you know, even with my own brother, I have things on paper. Yeah. So it's not about not trusting. It's business. 
business is business. Business is business. Yeah. So, yeah, to to purchase, you don't have to be on your own. You can take co-borrowers. Also, that's something that a banker will be able to advise you on. Um, Speaking to bankers, okay? So, we are affiliated with um, some bankers. We don't do really mortgages. Mortgages, We don't do them at all. Um, But it's important to check out different banks. Some bankers have numerous banks that they work with, and some bankers are the bank themselves. Yes. Okay? They just service the paperwork, the documents, and the process, but then their backbone is the bank. So it's really important to um, just compare uh, places. Shop around. Yeah, for sure. Shop around and see what works best with you, who will work best with you, and what you have. And also communication is very important, how they speak with you, if they speak your language. Yeah. Um, that's that's very, that's key. But I was excited by that call. Um, she bought a house yeah. a year ago and is looking for her second home. That's, yeah. that's, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. And then next thing you know, she's looking for her third home. And um, it's, it's an exciting process. And also being a landlord, also understanding taxes and mm-hmm. this, so you know, you benefit in real estate in ways that it's not just about money. Sometimes it can create freedom. Sometimes you can, you can get into different properties and then create a, a income that becomes um, residual yeah. and that residual income can create freedom. And you have more time with your family, more time with your friends, and then you can you can do things that you didn't that you probably couldn't do when you work in a nine to five or when you have a a, a traditional job. You can create a flexibility or you could create a backup to go with your nine to five or or whatever, whatever your um, means of of income is. You could add to it. You know, so that when you retire, you have a, a, a nest egg and you have a diversity, you diversify your income. Yeah, exactly what's written in the back of our business cards. Yes. Work now like no one else could. Yeah. So you can live later like no one else will. That is to put it all into it now. Just work it and do your best. Don't waste your time. Every second is money that you could be making and building up your future so be on top of your game make sure that uh you do it all now and some people worry about the interest rate or the prices or and but that's every i mean if you would have bought property 10 years ago and you paid your mortgage and you didn't take anything from it right now you probably would be at the end of your payment on that house and now you have the houses now that you buy you start building equity and you start um, maintaining that house and then you get the next house and then in 10 years the amount of equity that you have would be really nice and the great thing about equity if you have oh um, if you have multiple properties you can you can diversify and get into commercial real estate using your portfolio yeah so um yeah, so it's just interesting to start. You start basic. You start with a starter home. You start with a condo or a co-op, and then you grow within real estate to different opportunities and um, commercial real estate. Um, on in the future, we're going to talk about my passion, which is um, affordable housing, 
um, that's another great way to create opportunities for, for people to, I love helping people who don't make a lot of money, find a way to own a property or get their first property and supporting them through the process. And, but the, the difference with affordable housing, you, you own it, but it comes with rules and stipulations so that you can't just turn around because they're, they're lower than value than your, your traditional home. So they don't want you selling it and then you're walking away with a, with a profit of yeah. the regular value. Yeah. But it's a great way to get in the game. Yeah. Totally yeah. agree with you. That's why um, we were speaking earlier about paying the rent, paying rent of uh, someone else's property, paying rent towards someone else's mortgage. It's just um, something uh, you do only when you have to but look into those options and definitely put together a plan for you to uh to purchase the property now because you'll thank us in 30 years down the line yes yeah. and it's it's interesting when you get into real estate how many friends and family come with you you know it's rare that somebody just goes it alone you know when people see you buying a house and they come to your house it's just like oh my gosh you did it how do we do it yeah. and then they give chris and nina a call and we'll make your <laughs> dreams come true yes, <laughs> overall we help a lot of homeowners yes. and unfortunately in foreclosure a lot of people took a, a break from the mortgage payments a lot of people are lost they don't know what to do maybe we should Think about it in the next show. Yes, yes, um, yes. People need to know their options. People need to know that it's not the end of the world. They don't even have to sell their home um, yes. if they haven't paid in that forbearance plan. That's the plan that COVID um, offered us, unfortunately, where you take a break. So a lot of homeowners are just bugging out over the fact that their existing statement is now saying, hey, What's up? Everything is due. Either pay up or we'll take it to foreclosure, which is um, very hectic. And I feel them and see them. I get phone calls all day long. Coming from the short sale um, uh, side of the business, I was trying to get out of it at some point a couple of years ago. But then I can't say no to homeowners who are asking for assistance because sometimes it's not even for the money. Sometimes there is no money. There is no money. Helping you know, a homeowner, because by the way, who pays us when it comes to a homeowner and foreclosure? Um, the banks. Okay. So the banks pay us to help their clients. And then eventually when we sell at the time of the closing, that's when we get paid. And the reason why they pay us is because most homeowners are ashamed or are afraid yeah. and they disappear from the banks. Yeah. And so we are the middle, the middle people to tie to marry the two back together and create a solution to get the mortgage back on track. Right. And, and let me tell you something. When you pay in rent and you need money for medical assistance or you need that rent gives you nothing. Yeah. But you can yeah. take a loan from you can you can take some of your equity and use it for emergencies. Yeah. So you can get, and then there's also something called a reverse mortgage. And that's when you reach a point where you have so much equity that, that, the, that the, the tides turn and the bank starts sending you checks back so that you can start reaping the profits from being a great, uh, 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 being a, a 
responsible person and paying your mortgage yeah. through the years. Yeah. So there's there's so many reasons why no one should live on this earth and not own a property. Yeah. Another good point about you making with the medical assistance. When you own a home, you also have the option to borrow from the government without having equity. That's one way you yes. were mentioning you have the equity. Um, but if you don't, you don't necessarily have to go through your bank or your um, home. You can simply call up and ask for assistance. And what they do is they place an automatic lien against your property. Okay. Social services lien is called social mm -hmm. services lien. They go anywhere from, hi, I don't have money to pay my gas bill this month to an emergency. God forbid you need some type of an emergency and you don't have that um, financial power to cover it. They could cover it for you. And then they place an automatic lien on your home because they don't necessarily know how much it's going to end up. If it's a $1,500 bill or a $50,000 bill, they put that $200,000 lien against your property. And then eventually when they sell their home, we need to do what we call a satisfaction of that lien where we request the payoff and then they send you the true amount of what that was. And then that gets paid off at the time of the closing. Um, those government uh, agencies are there for you. Um, many other type of assistance is, is available. It's just that is the main emergency uh, way that you will turn in case, again, you're a homeowner and in case you need it, it's there for you. But if you're renting, it's not. So you need to think about that. That's a, and there is so much support from homeowners. It's just this communication. There are groups, there are um, associations there because everybody wants to take care of their community. Everybody wants their community to thrive. And when everyone is paying their mortgage, they're paying their taxes. When you're paying your taxes, you're contributing to the school systems. You're contrib contributing to the highways, to the roads, to the garbage removal. Um, they're, they're, the real estate is such an important aspect of life. And the money that it generates, it, it benefits everyone because people have kids that go to school that you know and like i said you need your trash picked up you know everybody wants to live in a clean neighborhood and when you own everyone takes care of their property you go by you see you see some of the landscaping in some of these places and it's just owning a home creates a sense of pride of dignity that is just awesome to witness to experience and i recommend it for everyone if you're out there and you don't own a home call me let's get you a home let's get you this experience you know and when you're shopping for the home you will see the different types of homes the different types of landscapes the different you know different people that own a home the communities and real estate brings people together what, what do you say nina yeah because other people who you know those who are living in a rental a couple of times i heard them say oh you know i don't have to deal with no taxes gardening insurances anyone falls it's not my liability but then yeah you forget that you have to move every year or every two years mm -hmm. okay you have to think about swapping your whole family if you got kids or if you have a car to find parking and to find you know backyard space laundry storage so oh we got a call good evening chris and nina Yes, good evening. 
My name is Josh, and I, I come across uh, this uh, podcast on Facebook because somebody shared it. And I do have this question. Uh, my wife and I, we own a home, and uh, we have about $450,000 in equity. And uh, I wonder how can you guys, I mean, we are very interested in getting a, 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 a property, you know, another property. And we would like to, uh, really, really interested, we would like to know how can you uh, help make this uh, happen? Okay. Hi, or at least guide us uh, Good evening, in the Josh. right uh, direction. Hi, Josh. Nice to meet you and welcome to our show. Um, Thank you. So you're saying that you, you said 450000 in equity on your existing home. Correct. Okay. And you would like to invest that in a second home or investment property? Uh, yeah, more like uh, an investment property. Okay. One moment. Just, yeah, we can't uh, go on to the next slide. Okay. So it, that investment property, is that something that you've already found or is it something that you're looking to do? It's something I'm thinking about and looking to do, yes. Okay. Have you ever done an investment property before, or is that your first time? Well, that would be the first time. time. First time. Okay. So, what is the? Did you already calculate that budget of how much this property is going to cost you monthly? Did you ask for expenses? Is it going to be mm -hmm. one family, two? Fa I mean, are you, yeah. Well, I guess it would have to be either two family and up, because if it's uh, an investment property, I think it'd be. Uh, would be better to do a, a two family. Okay. okay. Two family or, or higher. Four hundred and fifty thousand is a pretty big amount. You may not have to use all this at once because your loan to value will be most likely between seventy and eighty percent. So meaning if let's say the property is a million dollars, right? They're not gonna give you ninety percent or an eighty five percent loan to value. They will give you eight hundred or seven hundred or seven hundred and fifty out of that million. Okay. So okay. now all you have to put down in addition to your between two and three hundred thousand is your down payment and your closing costs. Right? Mm -hmm. So then you mm -hmm. have to calculate what your income and expenses to be able to see if that's something that's worth it. Overall in New York, um New York State, I should say, a good amount of cap rate is between four and six percent. If you find something higher than that, that's something that you should grab, of course, to your capability. So if you're looking for a rental property, and again, I don't know whether it's residential that you're looking, you said two families, so you can, you know, you need to uh, put your in and your out on a piece of paper and see what the best plan is. And are you looking in New York City, New York State? Where where are you looking? Uh, it would be in New York. I'm in New York City. Okay. New York City. Okay, so yeah, um, that specific property that you've already found for yourself, right? You, is that um, already vacant? Is it occupied? No, I mean, I, I, I have not found, uh, I have not okay. found a, a property yet. I'm just okay. thinking about it, so I just have the question to see. Gotcha. So my first suggestion is finding something that is close to you. I don't believe in investing in far places only because you need to be able to manage it. In case there is a problem, you need to be able to go for it. Um, so it's good to find something close to you. Secondly, are you looking for you know a, a commercial or a residential? If you go for a residential, you want to make sure that you have the the time to run tenants, 
to make sure that they pay in time to be a super, okay? Of course, sometimes people just give a break to one of the tenants and they said, hey, you know, you're going to be responsible for the garbage, for the cleanup. For the shovel, for snow removal. Yeah, so for maintaining maintaining the property um, and then um, making sure there are no violations. Um, And if it's a commercial, it's a whole other ballgame. So yeah, so between finding a place close to you, to the type of investment that you want to do, it's always good to do research. Um, Yes, you can contact us at... um... Yeah, you can uh, write us in. We have our uh, Instagram, Facebook, or simply... Yeah, Chris Chris underscore Nina Real Estate Podcast on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. We should be able to be found on Google once yes. you do Chris and Nina. So. Yes. Okay, no problem. Okay. Um, any other questions you have for us? No, for now. That's it. I mean, All right. Well, now, we'll yeah. speak. Yeah, we'll There's speak so to much you. To it. Yes. But nice okay. to meet you, though. Nice Thanks to meet you. Nice meeting you guys, too. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so. Hi. Are we on with someone else? No. Okay. So um, that was um an awesome call. And um, we love helping people. Any questions, anyone, feel free to reach us on Instagram. Um, You can um, type Chris and Nina Real Estate Podcast. You'll find us. Um, We'll be here every Thursday night, 7 to 8 p.m. Um, Like I said, if you don't own a property or you do own a property or you're interested in moving from one property to another, we can help you with whatever your needs are. Um, And if you need help dealing with the banks to to get back your property, we will gladly take on a fight with you and for you. Yes, for sure. Even if you lost your property, there's a way to gain it Get it back. Okay, so there's a lot to it. Don't lose hope ever always um, know that there's a solution and of course um, even if you don't need anything and simply have a question for your knowledge knowledge is power so feel free to reach out to us um, it was really uh, great being here today yes. although we have uh, you know about two minutes left right what, uh, what is it over there yeah we got about five yeah okay. we have four five minutes, minutes four or five um, minutes yeah we have a good five minutes if you guys want to give us a call but um, oh there we go you know, Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a trick. <laughs> so Nina, how you feeling about the first podcast? You know what? Uh, oh, there we there go. Move too soon. You got it right. Uh, good evening, Chris yeah. and Nina. Hi, good evening. Good evening. How good are evening. you, sir? Great. How are you? I'm okay. I just happened to find um, you guys on YouTube and I uh, was looking at the topic, but um, right now I got a few questions. Uh I hope you guys are ready to answer these questions. Oh, we have about three minutes. Three minutes. I'm glad I got through. You see, the, the, thing, the, the thing is, I um, I was looking to purchase my first home, and I was working a few agents, and they more or less, they weren't helping me out uh, like I want to, so I decided, okay, let me go get my real estate license. Now okay. I, got, I took the test, and I have okay. my license, and now I don't know what what's the next move. I'm finding out I have to be sponsored by someone or something like that. Are you guys brokers? Uh, okay, yes, so. we we are brokers. We can help you with that. I got you. Yes. Um, so that is, that is, so you have the, congratulations. Yes. You thank got you, your license. You. That's the first step to financial freedom. Yes. So um, where where are you located? 
I'm located in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, that's oh. the best place on earth. Okay, okay. Brooklyn in the house. Oh, my God. Okay. Do you yeah. guys have an office here in Brooklyn? Yes, we do. Okay. Um, so I spoke with a few different brokers. Um, I'm not really feeling them. I'm just really looking for a place to get started because I, I, I want to make sure that I have the right education and being led down the correct path. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, Why don't you come down and meet us and have all your questions answered in person? That sounds fantastic. Where we, can I find you guys? What's your location? Well, um, Google us on Nina underscore, like Nina un, underscore, no, Chris and Nina. Oh, un, Chris and Nina yeah. Yes, Chris and Nina. Uh, podcast. I'm going right now. Yes, send see. us your information and we'll be in touch with you. I greatly appreciate that. I will get in touch with you guys shortly. Okay. okay. Nice meeting you. And nice meeting you and have a great evening and congratulations. You guys have a great evening. All right. Thank you. Okay. So when you Google us, you actually don't see much. <laughs> um, we're going to work. We, we, we are working on our internet presence at the moment, but you will find us and we will be found. Okay, so we have the Instagram, uh, Chris and Nina Real Estate Podcast. Yes. Underscore in between every word. Yes, Chris underscore Nina underscore Real Estate Podcast. Yes. So otherwise, um, you know, we can be found, I guess, on Google. We'll work on this week. And if you don't catch us and you don't see that, you will see us same time, same night, 7 p.m. every Thursday. We are going to bring some properties with us. Oh, my gosh. We got commercial. We got residential. We got mansions. We have so much inventory that so much. There's always a bit of rentals. Yes, yes, some rentals. There's always something to buy, and there's always something something that someone is selling. Yes, for sure. So, um, yeah, it was really fun before anything. It was fun. Thank you guys very much. Looking forward to next week. And reach out to us if you have any questions. Yes. um, All right. God bless and good night. Thank you. Good night. What do you think?